Assalamualaikum Farzana. Walaikum salam Marina. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Alhamdulillah. How are you? I am good. I have been thinking about lots of different things since our last podcast. How about you? I have been thinking about many different things and especially a way, the way we use our words to connect with each other. I'm glad you've said that, Prasanna, because what we're going to be discussing today is something related to just that, which is how to break bad news. Now, before you think, I've heard this all before. Yes, there are not just hundreds, but thousands of articles that you can read about this. But what we're going to address today, inshallah, is not the regular bad news where you might be telling somebody about a loss, be it a material loss or a human loss, but actually where you want to share with a loved one a really good piece of news that might not land so well with somebody who is already feeling pain or at a low point in that same subject area. So last week we talked about how do you hold space for somebody who's trying to share a good piece of news or a bad piece of news with you. And today we're going to flip the coin and we're going to talk about how can we think about improving the way that we deliver bad news so that we are cognizant of the emotions of the person who we are speaking to. That sounds very interesting and I look forward to our discussion. Excellent. So let's pick a really common scenario just to break this down for our listeners. Um, A really common scenario for I think us as women is whether you've grown up in let's say a South Asian culture or even an Arab culture there is an unwritten an unwritten rule I think that we all grew up with that we would get married in age order in terms of our siblings yes that that is definitely the norm in in our cultures that the eldest sibling gets married first and the youngest sibling gets married last but sometimes that doesn't always happen and I think that's actually becoming more and more common and I don't know about you Prasanna but no matter how common it gets it doesn't change the fact that we've grown up with that unwritten rule internalized in our minds so when that news that good news that really good news that maybe a younger sibling of ours is getting married if we haven't reached that point in our lives yet it still feels like there's a sting in that news. I agree, there is. I've had two younger siblings get married before me. And I guess in my family, I'm the only one left. I guess more for us, for me, was generally is about how people were going to receive it, how I was going to be perceived by the community and my extended family. Because um, when you attend weddings, um people always ask you so you're getting the younger one married first why is that and even though sometimes it's a general curiosity but they do wonder if there's something wrong with you so was so, that a difficult whilst it was definitely good news that you know your younger siblings were getting married was it a difficult 
was it a difficult thing for you to process or for you and maybe even your parents who might be getting those sorts of questions from well-intended well-meaning family and friends for me generally it did feel a bit sad for myself if if I if I'm being honest it did make me feel sad for myself and even though I was genuinely genuinely happy for my siblings because it is a next stage of their life and it's completing half their dean I felt like it's you know, you ask those questions, when is it going to be? Um, I say this, my turn. You ask these questions. Um, when is when are, when am I going to move to the next stage of my life? You know, and it's okay to be sad for yourself and still be happy for someone else. It doesn't make you a unkind person. It just makes you human and you're having a human experience. Yeah. And you are the only person who knows that experience. Um, I mean, with the outside world, and 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 sometimes it was hard for me to share. And I'm not saying I did share that. You know, I am feeling, you know, not hundred um, percent. Should I? I'm feeling sad for myself because I felt like that would sound really selfish. So, given your experience, Fazana, if you had a good friend of yours who was about to get engaged and they needed to they would need to tell their older siblings that this was happening and it was a joyful moment for them how would you advise that they might approach breaking this news to their siblings who might have mixed emotions I think it's it's really being mindful of of who they are as a person and making sure that you don't make it all about you. Make sure that when you're delivering the news, you also ask them how do they feel, uh, how how is how are they feeling it at, at this moment, and acknowledging that you know they they have the right to feel some sort of sadness in this situation and be happy with them at the same time, because nobody's going to be unhappy with the good news for someone else. Because we are also human and we're also compassionate and kind people. And we want to celebrate, you know, good news. It may, it's a part of life and it's a part of human experience that you have good and you have the bad. How else would you know the difference between these things, um, these two different emotions and two different views? So, again, it's allowing that person uh, you creating that space as we talked in the last um a, a podcast about holding that space and and then telling them that they are allowed to feel that way and not to make them feel as though that they are wrong to feel sadness because they are human beings at the end of the day I think that's really helpful advice I don't know if any of our listeners have experienced this but as we mentioned earlier that unwritten rule of the oldest gets married first just isn't our reality that we live in anymore and for those of us that have grown up with that expectation it's going to pinch if that happens to you so these are really wise words for anybody who is thinking about how to break good news to somebody who may who may be feeling mixed emotions let's let's throw up another 
um, let's throw up another example because that's just one example where this kind of scenario might surface. I experienced redundancy a few years ago and I wasn't the only employee that was made redundant. I was one of, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10 people, give or take. And one of those, one of those individuals wasn't just a colleague for me. She was a very good friend. And I was in a really fortunate position, position alhamdulillah, um, such that the day after I was officially made redundant by the HR processes, that I actually had a job offer, alhamdulillah. So I didn't want to... I didn't want to share that news over the phone. I didn't want to leave it to a text message. I felt it was important for me to be able to share that news face to face so that I could gauge, I could gauge maybe a bit more from the body language of my friend to understand, you know, how that news made her feel. I obviously wanted her to be happy for me, but I was more than cognizant of the fact that this could also make her sad in that moment where things were feeling very raw, fresh from the redundancy. And I didn't want that to impact our friendship. So as far as I was concerned, it was not going to be an easy conversation for me to, for me to have. But if I was going to be a real friend and be there for her when she was feeling sorrow as well as joy, then it was important that I didn't run away from that scenario, as tempting as that may have been. So the way I dealt with that was by expressing the need to meet with her and doing that ASAP so that there was no chance she was going to hear from somebody else through another channel on the grapevine. I needed her to hear it from me. So we met up within a couple of days, I think. And all I said was, hey, let's meet up, let's go out for breakfast. I need to see you face to face. This is um, this is important to me. So she probably realized that there was some news I wanted to share, but she wouldn't have known whether it was good or bad. But I think there was there was something to creating a nice environment around that, i.e., going out for going out for breakfast, which was something that we did as a treat. It wasn't something we got to do very frequently. But when we did, we always made sure that that was quality time between us to catch up. And yeah, I I don't remember if I paid or not, but that is a tip I would offer to anybody <laughs> listening. You know, give somebody a gift if you're about to, you know, share a piece of news to soften the blow perhaps I'm not sure if that's the right phraseology but just trying to give them things that take the pinch out of the the sad emotions that might be simmering or surfacing at the same time as the joyful mm-hmm. ones yeah that's good um and there's one thing that I want to pick out of what you've just said you had this conversation in person mm. and it's really important to have good like conversations and what because you're aware of what possibly might could happen and you know that somebody might have some sadness in there in uh, feeling some sadness you were able to 
look at the body language, look at the tone of voice and assess from what you could say further. Um, because sometimes when you're either speaking on the phone or you send like an email or a text, you're not really, you're missing out so many nuances mm. of that situation. So it's being fully aware of how that person is going to react and you being there, even though you you said you wanted your friend to be happy for you. And she will, because if she's a genuine friend, she will be friend, she will be really happy for you. But you want to be an equally good friend to know and pick up on that body language and giving her the space to say, you know what, you are allowed to feel some sort of sadness in this situation because I know how you are struggling I know that you you've struggled with you know finding a new job and you know because you've experienced that yourself but you are just more aware of her feelings in that moment as well I mean it's hard to remember the details but I think one of the things that I try to do at that point is make sure that she knew I was still there for her that although Mm. we were no longer going to be working together or you know more um more importantly we weren't going to be job seeking together because we'd spent some time you know in the library together looking for jobs although clearly my uh my 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 history of doing that was very short-lived Alhamdulillah, I wanted to make sure that she didn't feel alone in her job search. So I encouraged her to keep sending me applications to proofread, to feel free to send me any updates to the CV that she wanted to have a look over. And between me having a job offer and um, my start date, I think there was a period of maybe a couple of months. So I, 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 focused as much time as I could on helping her get to where she wanted to be now ultimately she didn't need that help from me but it was more a signifier of just because I found a job and just because I'm starting a new chapter it doesn't mean that you still don't belong in a chapter in my life and that I mm. you have not been relegated in any shape or form I am still here to help you to do the things that you need to the things that you need and you want to achieve no that is that is a really good point and really good way of making somebody feel really significant and important and even when you are moving on to a different stage of your life and uh, so yeah and that is, is a good point to remember and the other point to remember is that what you were saying is that you created an environment uh, not only the emotional environment you also created a physical environment where you went to have fun um you know like you don't always get to do um to go to this special place that you went to so it's also creating that physical environment as well as the emotional environment to make and as you were saying I guess we don't really have the right terminology is to soften the blow Hmm. um of that quote-unquote good good stroke bad news um so yeah so that's um a a really good example of how to deliver good and bad news at the same time so let's throw another, another example in um typical one for women is when let's say 
one of your friends or family circle is expecting and there is one or more women in that group who don't have children but would like to have children so have you ever had that experience Prasanna? Yes many times many times I've had that experience many of my friends many of my siblings um many of my siblings I don't have many siblings um yeah so I've I've experienced that extended members of the family are there any lessons you can extract of what to do or what not to do for somebody who might be approaching such a conversation in the near future themselves I think especially if you know that somebody really really wants children and whether they are married or unmarried okay Mm. and I think sometimes it's easier to share it in a big group when you you know when you want to share it I think that sometimes it's important to share it on a one-to-one basis Mm. Uh, and as you did with your friend um and doing it in person and having you know a really good conversation so you understand how that person's going to react and sometimes and I'm going to be honest and sometimes we, we might just the person who is receiving that news might just you know show on this front and you have to be more aware of it and think about what possibly could be going on internally you know people do put upon a a mask and say everything's great everything's fine everything's wonderful because sometimes you play a role of being the the most resilient the most strong the most you know happy and you carry everybody around you be aware of that person just because a person is really resilient and is strong doesn't mean that they don't go through difficult times everybody experiences sadness because you can't be 100% positive all the time because that's just not how life works Um, and human experience is both the sadness and the grief and the loss with all the joys and wonders of of life and that's how life should be like. I did experience something similar um, many years ago when a very close friend was expecting her first baby and I think I actually learned quite a lot from that experience because that I would say is an example of what to do as opposed to what not to do. So number one, she didn't tell me on phone or text. She came around to tell me herself in person. Um, Number two, she created an environment. She brought gifts for me. And number three, the way she communicated the news was by not making it about her. And this is something you you mentioned right at the beginning of this session. So she didn't say, hey, I'm expecting, or hey, I'm so many weeks pregnant. She came around and said, hey, Marina, I've got a gift to give you from your future niece. You're going to be an auntie. Mm -hmm. So she made it about me. She didn't make it about her. Mm-hmm. Now, did I ever, just, just to make it really clear to our listeners, did I ever have a heart-to-heart with that friend beforehand to say, oh, I wish I was a mom, I wish I was a mom, oh, this is a really tough period for me? No, we never had any such conversation. 
and I was I was in my mid-20s then so I was I was still quite young so it wasn't as if there was some external indicator to think "Uh uh-uh biological clock is ticking she's probably worried about this or nobody had seen me um talk about wanting to be a mum and I don't think I'd even talk to myself about wanting to be a mum it's just that I've grown up wanting it in the back of my mind as many women have done Mm -hmm. so what I'm trying to say is there was no big announcement to say this is going to be a difficult topic to bring up but she had the emotional intelligence to realize that hey Marina wants to be a mum just like the rest of us so in me sharing my good news, I have to realize that it's also going to be a reminder for her of what she doesn't have. So like you said, whether people are showing on the outside or not, that they are feeling sorrow as well as joy, we have to be able to think more broadly than what we're seeing on the surface. Mm-hmm. Because we all have a mask that we put on and as human beings that's just a normal thing that we do and sometimes we have to dig deeper and think deeper and think with more compassion and empathy um and and I think if we do do that then we would have better connections and better relationships with everybody around us. So we've given a few different examples there. We've talked about how do you break the good news that you're getting married to loved ones who might be reminded of their own marital status if they're single and feeling the pain of being single. We've talked about how you break the good news of a new job to somebody who is near and dear and is experiencing unemployment or redundancy and the third example we gave was how do you break the good news of expecting a new child to a female friend or family member who wants that yearns for it but doesn't have it regardless of their marital status so they're three very different examples. I am sure our listeners can think of many more scenarios where you're wanting to share your good news to somebody who may be receiving it as potentially good news mixed with bad news. So let's round up with some do's and don'ts for our listeners that can be applied across the board. I'll start us off, Rosanna. I think one thing we've said is you know, try to see them in person. And given that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're still in a pandemic, maybe if that's not possible, the next best thing might be a video call, for instance. But I think there's something about giving them, if you're going to do that, then maybe giving them a heads up that you need to speak to them about something important, just so that you're helping to psychologically prepare them, that it's not just an everyday conversation, you've got some you've got something really important that you want to speak to them about. But what you shouldn't do on the flip side, a definite no-no for me, at least, Razan, I don't know how you feel about this. You definitely don't want to let them hear through somebody else or through another channel, i.e. social media. You don't want Mm -hmm. people that are near and dear to you to hear about your big life events through your social channel. 
no I agree I think that is um it's it's a very not a very sensitive way of delivering that kind of news because it's it's an important news to share and it shouldn't be through something else I mean I had a friend and I assumed that we were close and um and I heard from the, the social media that this person was engaged and that made me feel really terrible it made me feel like I wasn't that important and um yeah so I, I think I agree with that um that if you hear from social media you just don't feel like you're a significant person in their life um you have to admit it must be easier for, and it must be tempting for people to think to, in order to avoid avoid that difficult conversation that might you know challenge my emotional intelligence or you know my ability to work through these emotions with somebody else it's definitely going to be tempting to just avoid that conversation and let them hear through somebody else or something else but like you said the end result for the person on the other side is that mm. they feel unloved yes. or insignificant yes my my uh, tip will be um not to make it just about you even though it is your good news and it is something to celebrate and you would want your friend to be extremely happy for you and um and like i said it, within the 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 podcast that a genuine friend is never going to just be is never is never not going to be happy for you they are always going to be happy for you your accomplishments your um your progress into the next stage of your life whatever good news that you have they will always be happy for you but you also have to be mindful at what stage they are at in their life if they are struggling with the same issue then just be really mindful as how you deliver it and and how you create an environment that is inviting both emotionally and physically for them to be themselves in that situation. Nice. So I guess there's different elements to that. In order to not make it all about you, you've got to think about the words that you use, as well as maybe the environment that you're creating. If we zoom out for a while and think about use listeners rather, who are possibly thinking, why do I have to create it into an event? I think the short and sweet answer to that one is if you know that this is going to be a moment where there's a big piece of news for somebody to digest and that is likely to surface some feelings of sorrow as well as feelings of joy, then try to create an event such that when they look back, that is not an anchor moment or a triggering moment where they remember pain that they were battling with, regardless of whether they showed it to you or not. So you're helping that person to create an anchor moment of joy, even if it's not something that they will benefit from there and then in the moment when they look back on that in years to come, that hopefully will help them to frame that moment in a positive way. But I also I also believe that it creates much more deeper connection between two two people because you are also being a great friend because you are being more mindful about how you are delivering the news and how you are mindful for how they feel because as I said human experience isn't one aspect it's not just joy 
within the midst of chaos there is joy and in the in the in joy there is chaos too in any given moment we have two things going on two different types of emotions we can feel joy one minute and we can feel sorrow another minute and again when we are mindful of how we interact with other people uh, and especially our closest our nearest and dearest we want to create more connection we want to more create a more deeper and meaningful relationship and when we are thoughtful and we are kinder then you will create that it reminds me of our relationship with Allah that even in our hardest moments where we are being tested with something maybe a person or a thing that we value daily is taken away from us it's in that moment where we have to find the silver lining and we have to be able to identify that when Allah is taking he is also giving mm-hmm. I agree this is something we know about Allah and his attributes a blessing as well as a calamity both of those are tests from Allah right the test mm-hmm. for the person who has been given abundance is to ultimately show thanks to Allah that is their test and the one who is having something that they're striving for not within their midst that equally is a test of patience but they are both tests from Allah yeah and even within abundance you still have tests and trials because we even within abundance it's not just about being thankful it's about the temptations that you will you will encounter with that abundance and again even with the calamity that you're experiencing you it's an it's also about temptations outside of that as well. Um, so I think that even in the midst of it, there are good and bad uh, in each scenario. So um, like emotions as well, there is a good and a bad emotions. So it doesn't mean that you can't experience mixed emotions at one point of your life, uh, in a one moment of your life. You can experience different types of emotions because again like i've said before it's a human experience we're human beings we experience different kind of things on a daily basis um so and i, and I guess we we don't all fully aware of of those things as well and especially we don't fully aware of when we are speaking to other people what what they might be going through or what they are feeling at that moment and it's just being uh, again just being more aware of um each person and especially your nearest and dearest so final takeaway messages Rosanna I think for me one of the things you've really helped me to internalize today is that it's completely a normal human thing to experience a positive and a negative emotion at the same time and that that is something to be aware of whether it's a reflection on yourself or whether you are the person who is delivering um, delivering the good news to understand that it will be perfectly normal for the person on the receiving end to process the joy of that news as well as the sorrow that that might remind them of. Yeah, definitely. And what you helped me with your examples was is really understanding about creating an environment for um, someone. Um, and doing it in person when you're delivering something and making sure that when you do it within 
uh, a time frame, um, maybe like an immediate time frame, so that they don't hear it from other people. Because if you hear it from other people or other things like social media, then you have just made the person feel really insignificant. Um, you haven't made them feel like they are part of your life or they are important to you. Thank you, Rosanna. I think you've given our listeners lots to think about, especially off the back of our last podcast where we talked about how to how to receive somebody's news. Hopefully what we've given you today is a fuller picture by flipping that coin on its head and giving everybody an opportunity to really think about how they can be better communicators in terms of delivering news. So I hope that we we learnt that communication is at two ways, where, where we are able to receive and be able to give um, give news. And I think that those are two important skills that we can learn to deepen our relationships with our nearest and dearest. Thank you so much, Prasanna. Jazakallah khair. Thank you, Moreno. Jazakallah khair.